You know, there's days where it's going to feel like we have setbacks. There's days where it feels like we're not making any progress. And there's days where it just feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. God may not allow things to happen in the way that we expect, but it doesn't mean that things aren't happening the way that he intends for them to. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo-jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, Current Christian family? It is Alec here. I want to take a moment just to say how thankful I am for, for you, for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It, it means a lot to me, and I'm going to be doing my best to provide you a lot of value. And in this podcast episode, it's going to be a little different than our prior ones, because most of the time I try to talk about things that are like uplifting things that will kind of take you to that next step, that next level, whatever, however you want to say it uh, in your ministry, in your life. But that that won't happen all the time. You know, there's days where it's going to feel like we have setbacks. There's days where it feels like we're not making any progress. And there's days where it just feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And uh, I know yesterday for me, it felt like my ba- my my body was just in agony of just feeling super overwhelmed with stuff and that happens from time to time and one of the biggest factors that can cause overwhelm that i've noticed personally are uh, expectations you know when you go online it's so easy to see all these people who are posting photos of things going well and it's one thing if it's like you're watching someone uh, who you don't know, and it's just like, oh, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is having a great day. <laughs> Good for him. You know, he's a happy guy. He's got a very polished, bald head. It's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, when when you start seeing people's lives who are a little bit closer to you, or if you start seeing other ministries or other channels or um, other brands that are that are close to what you're doing and you see that they're thriving a bit more than yours, it's, you know, it can feel defeating at times. And it's because we have these expectations and, they, and these expectations begin to get influenced by what we're watching and seeing online. So I was watching a video uh, of this guy. He kind of does these things where he like exposes these fake gurus. And there's a video that he was watching and uh, and critiquing about a 19-year-old millionaire. And I don't know, like, I don't know the details of this guy, but it's just, I'm, I'm only mentioning it because it's one of those things that begins to set our expectations, where it's like, wow, now you can be 19 and be a self-made, quote-unquote, self-made uh, millionaire. And it begins to have you subconsciously or even consciously begin to compare yourself to them. And when you begin to do that, it can really cause a lot of harm because God has a very specific plan for how he wants to lead your life and how he wants to grow you based on where you are, who you are, and what you came out of and where he's going to lead you. You know, there's so many factors that that lead into it. And just to see someone else online and think, wow, like they're further and I'm missing the mark because I'm not where they're at 
is it's just selling yourself short. And we see that in the Bible um, when Peter and uh, some of the other disciples are kind of like arguing. I think like even in the book of John, uh, he begin, he refers to himself as as uh, Jesus's favorite disciple. It's just like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> like I can I understand if you talk in the third person, but you're referring to yourself as Jesus, Jesus's favorite. And anyway, uh, you, you begin to see that some of the disciples are starting to compare themselves to each other. And it's like, looking back, it's like, why even try to do that to yourself, you guys? It's like, you're all amazing in your own way. And we're able to learn so much just from the uniqueness of each of, of who you are. So don't try to be like the other person. We're already learning from that person. I want to learn from you. And, you know, in planting your purpose, that's a huge, a huge, like foundational uh, teaching is that like, you got to be you. You got to be the person that God made you to be. So when we're seeing these things online, it begins to influence our expectations based on like where other people are at. And God's like, don't worry about where they're at. I want to. I want you to focus on where you're at and who you are becoming. And I have a story actually about how my expectations uh, were a little bit skewed and it led to some serious self-doubt and like depression for a while. And the story is basically, the story basically goes like this. So I had signed up for a three day, 75 hour total immersion uh, retreat, essentially. Uh, and it was being taught by people who were in the Navy SEALs and was being instructed by men who uh, had started their own multi-million dollar fortune 500 uh, franchise businesses so the whole idea with this is you you sign up for this retreat you go you get like pushed to the maximum and i'm i'm kind of downplaying it a bit even it's like you really they push you as hard as you can physically go and then they try and then they instruct you mentally you know for your business and my thinking behind this is i want to go and this was like really early on in the current Christian ministry. It was actually like as I was getting close to finishing writing the Planting Your Purpose book. And I wanted to know, I was like, God, this, like I can, I can tell that you really want to grow this ministry into something big. And I just want to know that I'm, I'm the type of man that I need to be in order to lead this ministry that you're going to be like, uh, like giving me essentially that you want me to, that you want me to, to steward and look after. So my idea was I would go and the retreat, like they, they push people so hard that like people legitimately will quit. So despite spending like thousands of dollars to go to this retreat, people will, people will quit. And I was thinking like, you know, by me getting to the end, by, by me making it through the 75 hours, that will prove that I'm the type of man that I need to be in order to lead this ministry. Now, remember that, you know, that's the expectation that I had set for myself. So going into this, you know, it was, it, it was, it was super tough. You know, we're, we all met at a hotel. When the instructors get there, they put these black burlap sacks over your face. So you can't see where they're driving you. And we're driving for hours and hours and hours and out to like the middle of nowhere. And uh, then they take the bags off and we're at, we're at a beach. And then it's starting immediately. You know, they're yelling at you. They're calling your names. Like any stereotypical thing you could think from the military, like they're doing it. And 
after a few hours, um, this one guy, you could tell, like, he was really getting ready to give up. And we're like, no, let's just, you know, keep going, keep pushing through. And then, uh, and now it's, so, like, it started at, at noon. And now the sun's starting to set. So it's, like, 6 o'clock. So we've been on this on this beach running and uh, doing push-ups in the ocean and laying with our backs flat um, as the water and the waves are just splashing our faces and salt water's getting in our eyes and our nose and there's boogers getting everywhere and we're rolling in the sand and there's sand in our ears and our hair and it's just like a total mess and then they're like all right guys we want you to stop take a break so we stand up and they're like look over towards the sunset and we're like okay he's like see the sun setting down we're just like thinking yeah he's like we're not leaving this beach till that sun comes up on the other side we're like what <laughs> what <laughs> we're not gonna leave till the sun comes back up like hold up what oh no and i was like i was like holy crap this is crazy and uh a couple guys actually they were like I, I can't do this and they they left and uh there's this thing in the navy seals where like you ring this bell and when you ring the bell three times you leave so no one makes you leave in this retreat like, unless you get really, really hurt, uh, you know, unless your health is in jeopardy, like, no one's going to make you leave. It, it's by one's own will, one's own volition. So a couple guys chose to left, and it was like, oh, man, it's two already. And it's like we're only, we're only six hours in. And we're, like, like I'm not going to go into the details of all of the stuff that ha that was going on. Like if you look up some videos of uh, some of the stuff that they do in the Navy SEALs, like there's some things that like obviously we didn't do. It's too dangerous. Uh, but for the most part, it was like really, really intensive. And then we would do some breaks where we'd eat a little snack and uh, get some training for like business stuff. And, uh, and it would go on and on like this hours and hours of just like torment and training and then some teaching, and then hours of torment, and then some teaching. And the reason why they don't just say it's it's a three-day thing, the reason why they say it's like 75 hours is because like each and every single hour and a half hour is like strategically planned and measured, and it's like really brutal. And you're thinking like, well, okay, so 75 hours, yeah, three days. So if you got like seven, eight hours of sleep, um, you know, there's like 26 hours about, 24 hours uh, that you're just going to spend sleeping. So it can't be that bad. But it is when you spend about six hours sleeping of the whole 75 hours. Like you really like you don't get any rest. So we're getting towards the end and we're going through all these different um, challenges and trainings and some like so. So some of them I know I dropped the ball for because my feet were killing me. We're running, we ran like a hat, we ran a marathon within like the first 12 hours. And there was some parts where, uh, you know, I, I tried bringing some humor to the situation, but the train, the instructors were not digging it. And I was thinking like, oh, I crack a few jokes here and there. Maybe they'll make me do some pushups. I don't care. It's whatever. Like, I want to keep this lighthearted. But every time I would mess up on something, they would cause other, they would force other people to do more harder work. And I was like, whoa, no, that's not fair. Like if I mess up, um, like have me do more work. And they're like, but they knew that that was going to get to me. So they're like, no, you get to stand there. In fact, here's a banana. Eat this banana. If you like, the quicker you finish this banana, the sooner they'll get done. So there I am like, like I just 
eat this whole banana in one bite. And, uh, and like everyone else is still, they're still running and they're doing these push-ups and they're crawling and rolling in the dirt. I'm just like, come on, like I finished, I ate the, I ate the banana, get them to stop. And they weren't. And, uh, like several times incidents like that had happened. And at this point, you know, we're only got 69 hours left and everyone else is really, they're not digging me at this point. They want me gone. They're like, Hey, like, we don't feel like they're coming to me. Like everyone on the team, they're like, dude, you got to ring the bell. I'm like, what? No, I'm not ringing the bell. Like I came here cause I wanted to, I came here to get to the end. I'm not ringing the bell. And they're like, we don't think we can, like, we can't keep doing this. Like you have to ring the bell. And it's not like every single action I did was causing these people to do more hard work. It only happened twice, but they were, they were at their, they were at the edge of the rope. So they're like, please, like, like if you don't ring the bell, like, like we don't know if we're going to be able to get it, get through to the end. And these guys who were going like me, I was going because I wanted to just sort of like feel confident that I knew I had the character needed to lead this ministry. But some of these men were there because their marriages were falling apart. Their lives were falling apart. Uh, their businesses were falling apart. So I was going in with hope for the future, but these men didn't have that hope. And I knew for me, like, hey, I can leave. I got a wife I can go to. I've got a, a business that's starting up. Um, I've got a pretty good apartment. You know, it's like, like thing, things are pretty good for these guys. Like, I don't know what their life's going to be like if they were to quit. So they're telling me, they're like, you have to ring the bell. You have to. And it got to a point where I was just like, I was like, I, I knew these guys didn't want me there anymore, but I wanted to be there. But they were rejecting me and no one could force me to leave. I had to do it on my own. And that's what I ended up doing. I ended up, I went and I rang the bell and cause I wanted to help give hope for the guys who were left and of the guys who were left, all of them continued towards the end and they got through and they got to the ending, big party and stuff like that. And for a while I was feeling really kind of down because I was like, I, I gave up essentially. Like that's what it felt like. It felt like I wasn't good enough and I gave up, but as I was starting to like really pray about it and I had time to like reflect, um, God was showing me something really interesting and it was about expectations. <laughs> Hence the <laughs> theme of this podcast. But my expectations was my, me getting to the end meant I was like, quote unquote, like worthy enough of leading this ministry. Like I had the character needed to lead this ministry, but that's not the way that God saw it. Like that's not what his plans were. Because if the goal was to go into this experience and leave feeling confident that I had the characteristics needed to lead this ministry well, God was like, I can give you a perfect scenario for that. And I'm sure all of you have heard of uh, the quote in the Bible where it's like, take up your cross daily um, or take up your cross, follow me. And that was one of those moments. I don't think I've really ever really fully like understood what that quote meant until reflecting back on when I rang that bell because no one could force me to ring that bell. I, I chose to, and no one forced Jesus to 
have his life taken from him. He allowed it to happen. And that was one of those moments of like, oh my gosh, like I took, I took up my cross there. And it was one of those moments where it was like at the end, like when everything came down to this one moment, I didn't choose myself. I chose to help others. And then not only that, but it was like a genuine, like that was a genuine moment of a, what would Jesus do <laughs> type of situation, you know? So although the expectations that I had weren't met, God knew what to do. Like what God knew that this situation would help to provide for a pretty good story. Uh, that would help to remind me that I'm, I, I am the person he wants to lead this ministry. And, you know, I'd be, if I were to say like, yeah, so I had that thought and now I just feel amazing. And every time I go into things, I'm just super energetic and courageous and confident. Uh, you know, if I were to say that, I'd be lying because it doesn't happen all the time. In fact, there's like many moments where I uh, get very anxious when I think about all the stuff that I had to go through during that 75 hour period. And the only slightest bit of comfort that I get is just to, is when God reminds me at the end that, you know, you did, you, you, you chose an action that you genuinely felt in your heart was something that Jesus would do. And isn't that like what really matters? And I was like, yes, you're right. Cause at the end of that 75 hour experience, it's like, you know, they, you're part, you, you're part of this, like this, uh, this club of, of guys who are running their own businesses. They give you these different like resources and access to things. And it's like, there's times where I, I feel like, man, I genuinely missed out. I should have just dug my heels down, been like uh, a no, a no, a no, and a no, I'm staying here. If you guys aren't strong enough to stick through it, that's a you problem. <laughs> but uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't do that. And if anyone were to, if you were to ask the instructors about the ringing the bell thing, like, no, they would tell you, like, no, we don't force anyone to ring the bell. They have to choose to. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not saying the guys forced me to leave. I chose to. I genuinely did choose to. But I didn't choose to because I felt weak or I felt like I didn't complete, couldn't complete it. I chose because it was a moment to step into uh, the character of Jesus and do what Jesus <laughs> would do. Uh, but... To not get you too distracted from the moral of the story, our expectations, you know, God may not allow things to happen in the way that we expect, but it doesn't mean that things aren't happening the way that he intends for them to. So I bet none of the disciples expected Jesus to die. And then for three days, there's just no signs, nothing, no miracles, just confusion, anxiety, worry, doubt, and probably a lot of shame. They're like, you know, we quit our businesses. We gave up everything to follow this guy. And then he just dies. But then, you know, the story <laughs> three days later, Jesus is back. And they're like, they're like, this isn't what we, what we expected was to go and kick out the Romans. And then we'd all be, Royalty, that's what we expected. And it's like, no, you don't worry. The Romans, they'll be, you know, God's like, my kingdom's going to come. Don't worry. And you'll be right there. Just not on this earth. <laughs> so you may have some expectations that can inspire hope one, one moment. 
and then cause you to feel dread the next. But just continue to trust in God and, you know, continue to trust that he's going to lead you the next step of the way, every single step of the way. Because like I say, you know, it's the calling card of the current Christian, but God is calling you towards something greater than where you are now. So just because things are feeling maybe a little bit down doesn't mean you're going to be staying there. And uh, even if you're feeling at your weakest, be thankful because as, you know, Paul says, that's when you get to really see God's strength in your life. So, hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope that that story helped to kind of like inspire you a bit. And if you're going through a dark moment, you know, I'm praying for you. I mean, yes, I know yesterday for me, I kind of hinted at it a little bit. I was anything and everything was beating me down. Um, But, you know, you just don't give up. You know, you just get through the day. There's always going to be a next day. So thanks so much for listening. If you felt inspired, if you got some wisdom from this, then please, I ask you to show your support by subscribing. And hey, if you got a friend, a church family member, someone who you think would really benefit from this episode or any episode prior, then I invite you to share this episode with them as well. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in our next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.